Hello, happy Friday if you're listening to this on the day that it goes out and welcome to episode number 20 of the podcast series. I don't know about you, um, but one of my favorite questions to ask people that I meet who've started their own businesses and kind of are entrepreneurs and do their own thing is the question of what do you wish you knew when you first started out? And if you've listened to any of my past episodes with guests, you'll probably realize that I asked that question to most people. Um, and I just think it's a great question to ask because the, the, the truth is that we're all kind of making it up as we go along and we're all unique in our journeys and our stories and kind of what we struggled with along the way. Um, and it's very true that if you were to ask me that question, my answer would always be the same, which is that the biggest thing I wish I knew when I started my business is how important it is to get yourself into community, to learn from other people's stories and to connect with those who get it. I have first-hand experience of just how easy it is as a business owner and as an entrepreneur to get isolated. I could have spent, well, I did spend when I first started my business hours every single day behind my computer on my own, feeling totally isolated and I would overstress the negatives, under-celebrate the highs and just feel like no one else got it. But let me tell you, firstly, I wasn't right in any of those assumptions. And secondly, since I've realized how important it is to get yourself into community with people who get it, and likewise women, everything about my business, everything about myself, and everything about how those kind of two collide has completely changed. And it wasn't until I really opened my eyes to how important it is to be in community that I realized how many people were starting initiatives and hosting events and putting content out there which is meant to do just that. And I'm really excited to share today's podcast episode with you because I was joined by Fee Grayson who started She Can, She Did with the pure purpose of supporting, empowering and celebrating female business owners and entrepreneurs. I mean, it's amazing. Um, to put it kind of in her words from the website, because I don't, I don't think I could put it any better. Um, she can, she did, puts a spotlight on young women who have dared to go solo and start their own businesses in the UK. And this is done through a combination of blog posts, interviews, and events. Since first hearing about everything that Fee does through She Can, She Did a couple of months ago, um, I attended the Midweek Mingle, which is her event, um, and no word of a lie, it's probably one of the best business events I've ever been to for so many reasons, which I'm sure you'll hear me ramble about in this episode. Um, but anyway, since first hearing about what Fee does and attending one of the She Can, She Did Midweek Mingles, um, I've been really excited to sit down with Fee, not just to meet her and kind of discover more about herself, but just to put her on the other side of that interview and learn more about her story to share it with you. In this episode, we talked about a ton of things. We um, touched on why Fee is so passionate about celebrating female entrepreneurs, um, what she's learned through launching her own events, kind of what her story's been with starting She Can, She Did, what she feels like is next for She Can, She Did, and what that kind of process might look like. Um, and also just all the kind of fun stuff that comes along the way with starting a business and doing something new. Um, we may have also slightly mentioned Love Island in there a bit. I will say we recorded this episode quite a while ago when Adam had just stitched Rosie. So it was big drama at the time. Um, but anyway, I'm not here to talk about Love Island. I'm sure you're just here to listen in on my conversation with Fee. So without further ado, I'll let you go and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Starting the Conversation. If we haven't met before, my name's Alice and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. 
It basically means that I work one-on-one with entrepreneurs and help them to develop effective and sustainable online strategies. I'm going to be real. When I first started my business, Google was my go-to for all my questions and I was incredibly isolated. A job which I once loved was soon making me pretty miserable and I realized that something needed to change. You see, I truly believe that when we create community with fellow entrepreneurs and keep it real about what we're going through, being self-employed becomes far more fulfilling. So consider this podcast your go-to place for a good old mix of honesty and expertise. Listen in on open conversations with likewise women, where we'll discover their stories and also the learning curves which has got their business to where it is today. Also join me for solo episodes where I'll unpack a digital marketing or business topic, hopefully leaving you with some expertise that you can apply to your business right away. So now that you're up to date on who I am and what this podcast is about, let's dive into today's conversation. Yeah, so for people that don't already know who you are, introduce yourself. So, um, I'm Fee. I always feel like it sounds like, um, you know, Alcohol Anonymous or something. Hi, Fee. Hi, Alice. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Fee, and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, uh, which is a platform that I launched last summer when I was 24 slash 5. Um, <laughs> in between <laughs> limbo land um, that basically puts a spotlight on young girls in their teens 20s and 30s that have launched their own businesses around the UK Nice. and um, I do that in two ways at the moment so I basically get my rusty old corset and drive around the country and sit down with them for a mm. big chit chat over coffee and I also host events at the moment in London but the idea is to take it around the country for um, young women to kind of come together, drink lots of gin, share lots of advice and just have a good night. Nice. That was one of my like defining factors of the last event of yours I came to. I was like, there was gin and tonic. Oh my God, doesn't it just make such a difference? <laughs> and I got, I got one at the start and then I went back at the end. I was like, yeah. can I have another? And they were like, you can have two. How, they were babes, right? Yeah, like that really was good great. gin. I like that. Your events were just like a bit of a holiday for me. I was just floating around. Free <laughs> stuff, alcohol, yeah, no. friends. Yeah, that's honestly, that's... Yeah, I wanted that to be what it was about. So. Yeah, but obviously, she can, she did, didn't start with events. No. So, I mean, you, from what you've said of kind of your story so far, you went from a corporate job and then decided to launch this business project. I don't know what word yeah, you'd yeah. use to describe it. Yeah. Which is solely based around supporting and celebrating female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Which I feel like is a huge job. Like, well, what was that transition? Do you know what? I don't think I actually thought about it. Um, when I... As in, I didn't realise what it entailed at the beginning, if that makes sense. So when I um, launched it, I basically, I felt really trapped in my old job. So it was such an amazing uh, job on paper. A little bit of Love Island reference. Um, But yeah. We can talk about Love Island. (laughs) Honestly, Alice, don't get me started. I would go off on a tangent. We can talk about Adam if you want. It's actually outrageous. Oh my gosh, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Save that for afterwards. Um, no, I, um, gosh, you've thrown me right off with Adam. Um, it was your job on paper. Yeah, it was my job on paper in the sense that um, it paid really, really well for my age. It gave me a lot of responsibility from day one um, and it took me around the world and it was the kind of job that I was, I was genuinely so proud of it for a good few years. And then the only problem with it was the actual day-to-day reality was that I had to stay on top of an industry I didn't care about. And then that takes its toll, and then all the other things that, that you know, your classic early commute, um, expensive commute, all of this, because I didn't live in London, um, everything just added up to the point where I had a 
snap moment and just decided I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, and so at the beginning, I treated She Can, She Did as a project. Didn't have that business in mind at all. It was quite simply, I knew I wanted to launch my own business. I knew that there were girls out there that were launching their own businesses. Mm. Um, and when I tried to research them, all I could find was the like highlight reels and I couldn't find anything that gave me access to actually how those girls started in the first place yeah. and how they carried on starting. So sometimes you'd get like the initial week maybe. Yeah. But the reality is that all of them have had yeah. crazy journeys, so many ups and downs, and I couldn't find anything that gave me that. So it was a case of, I need to leave my old job, I want to launch a business, I can't find out how they've done it, so why don't I go out and find the stories and, and share yeah. those for other girls that, like me, were feeling trapped um, in their corporate jobs. So that's initially how it started, and then basically it was a combination of, I think maybe two or three weeks after my first interview went live, I started having a few girls reach out, and then some wanted to be interviewed, some were just saying, you know, I love what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it was kind of noticing that and the support building, and then also from my own point of view, being selfish, just <laughs> falling in love with it and being yeah. like, I don't want to give this up, I actually really, really care about this. Mm. Um, and yeah, just kind of saw as the I guess community was building and the support knowing the value in that that it was a certain age group it was mm. obviously women following it they were the right age and just bringing the corporate experience back in knowing the value of that to brands and just yeah. being like I want to bring my events background in and let's go for it I mean that's mad I love when people have that mindset of they see a gap and instead yeah. of just being like oh that's rubbish there's a gap there they're like oh I'm going to do something to bridge that yeah I mean, that's just yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I just, I, do you know what it is? Is I just was getting so tired of seeing like all the glossy stuff and it's just kind of, my parents walked away from their jobs when I was about 10, corporate jobs that is, and their pay like plummeted. Mm. And so my teenagers were kind of spent growing up in a household seeing all of like the hard work that goes into launching yeah. a business. So when you see like, these glossy titles saying yeah. you know these girls will make you want to be your own boss and rah rah mm. rah it's kind of like yeah they will but like that's making it out that it's going to be some yeah you know uh, living the high life yeah and, yeah you know as well as I Great do that that's not glasses, true isn't it? yeah so. I mean that's so cool so obviously you started doing interviews and it kind of grew pretty naturally probably from mm. there in terms of growing an audience what then made that because obviously it's quite a difference from going to being a purely online platform, which is just about celebrating stories, to actually thinking we can make this into something, to actually bring people together. What was, I guess, the driving force behind the event? Um, the fact that I think that it's all well and good building a community online, but in, in reality... Mm. I mean, yeah, that's, that can be powerful, but like yeah. what's, item, in my opinion, way more powerful is meeting those people in person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. we met online, but then so I different. saw you at the event and now yeah. I'm here and it's such a different, like, now I really remember you, yeah. you know? And then yeah. it's like, those are the moments that people really connect properly. Yeah. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I know like how... I think Instagram, I will never knock that. You can build such a good community on there. But it's why I do my interviews face-to-face. You get so much more out of a face-to-face yeah. meeting, basically. 100%. And also, like, so many of the girls that follow She Can, She Did are, like, 
like me, based in front of their laptop day in, day out. And so actually just getting getting away from your mm. laptop and going on a night out. That's why I kind of want the midweek mingles <laughs> to be fun. Because, yeah, it, you're there to network and, yeah. and learn a, like about business. But also, put it in your diary as a night out. Like, meet girls, yeah, have a nice yeah, time. drink a lot of gin, it's good. Yeah, and I you get a, an amazing good amount. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't even say this like lightly, it was probably the best goodie bag I've ever got. I got home and like I remember waking up the next morning. This is so long. I had like a slight spring in my step because I remembered that downstairs I had a goodie bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, no, honestly, like I just think that everyone's working so hard. So like, just mm. treat like it was just supposed to be like a little treat. Yeah. And just yeah, have a little pamper as well. And it makes a difference, doesn't it? And that, it's interesting what you said before about how it's amazing to connect on social media. But I often have this fear, particularly, I'm a bit of an introvert, so I can sometimes prefer to be on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never want to get to the point where you value that above actually connecting in person because it's so different. Absolutely. And like, it's so funny you said that because I've always thought of myself more introverted than extroverted. Mm. But I did one of those personality, you know, the really intense personality yeah. tests. Ask you like 100 questions. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. And it's usually that like character thing. And it said I'm 60-40 but more extrovert but I can definitely see that hiding behind a screen and a phone and stuff that's mm. safe for our generation like I'm going oh my god I sound like so old don't know. Like, it's gonna be so- everyone's gonna switch I'm sorry guys like snore back in the day but, when there was yeah. <laughs> but like I guess it is so I think you I don't know about you but when I've gone to an event and I've had fun or I've gone to a meeting and met someone face to face you always walk away and you're a bit like oh, yeah. I'm glad I did that yeah you know? and that's it. you know not nice company yeah. but <laughs> the aim is to attract some good at and events are such they're kind of a safe place to do that isn't it because yeah. you don't have that awkward you feel on the same level as someone don't you and you're both there for the same reason yeah and the more events I go to the more I realize that when you're on your own and you're nervous everyone else is thinking the same thing oh my god and I was so conscious of that when I was um, trying to like map out what I wanted the mingles to be like because mm. I put myself in how I used to feel because I used to produce big conferences 90% of the people in the room were you know middle-aged men in suits that yeah. were earning six figures seven figure salaries so me walking in as a 21 22 year old literally being like mm, I've got no one to talk to yeah I'm supposed to network here but like you know, networking isn't it you just head Hickey. yeah exactly and you head straight to the wine and you're like yeah I'll take five <laughs> down it um no but my point is is I guess like I get that when you walk into a room mm. sometimes it's so intimidating so I wanted to make sure that the girls knew that I'm just I'm in the exact same boat like it's so scary sometimes but and I don't know who you are as well like and it's just kind of the minute someone walks in I wanted them to feel like okay now I'm safe here like yeah in a non non weird way (laughs) this is a safe place that the people talk you know yeah and it's sometimes rough being a business owner and there's Mm. nothing like being in a space where it's okay to talk about those things yeah oh my gosh I think that's what the best thing about um I'm sure you find it with recording these podcasts but when you meet people that are doing it it's when I really value that time with the girls when I'm interviewing them Mm. because when we talk about their low points and their challenges and stuff it's an opportunity for me to vent as well and we have that back and forth because as as supportive as my best friends at home are they don't get this at all yeah like I love them to bits but that when I say I'm having a bad day or I'm stressed 
it, it, it just doesn't yeah. like, there's not even much point in like trying to yeah. go into detail it's just different worlds yeah it? it's completely different worlds and I think that you only really appreciate that when you're in it you know and mm-hmm. it's just um, yeah getting to connect with girls that have gone through it or are in the process at the same time as you it's just so like you just breathe you're like a sigh yeah. of relief it's like thank god someone else. I'm not going crazy like <laughs> you're like oh okay I don't have to yeah, pretend yeah. that I'm perfect as yeah well, exactly yeah hugely I literally recorded an episode yesterday with do you know Sapphire from The Coven yeah 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 who's just launched yeah, yeah. that um, I don't know when this episode will go up in relation to that but it was literally that same conversation yeah. like everything changes when you're in community honestly and when you connect honestly. with someone who gets it yeah yeah definitely I'm in another um like Facebook kind of group called Southwood Social Hub and like just seeing the posts come through mm. of other what other people are going through I mean it's just nice it sounds awful because you're like oh someone else is on a shit time as well that's great <laughs> but like in the nicest way we all kind of yeah. it's just that reassurance makes such a difference yeah it? so this is something I'm curious about and I don't want to I'm careful of not putting words in your mouth but I know that there's a lot of events out there mm-hmm. there's panels there's conferences there's Q&As there's networking events yeah was there any form of like imposter syndrome that you had when you thought of starting events of like is there space for this or were you I don't want to ask a question that's leading of like yeah no no not at all like do you know what it is and I honestly mean this in I, I, yeah I really mean this for me my I don't even know why I'm admitting this I don't feel like I'm really really savvy when it comes to reading what you should do and how to Mm. do it and like reading all the advice out there I genuinely knew I wanted to launch an event I knew I could do it for my old job and it was just a case of okay let's do it as opposed to that's out there that's out there I should take that from that I should do this from that and it was really kind of just I used to produce events I'm gonna and it was that simple and it was kind of for me it was literally where to host it and I think the imposter syndrome thing is um is true though because it's not so much other people are doing it I don't think I should it was more oh shit I'm about to like put this on and if it doesn't go right then I'm inviting all these strangers who are expecting something Mm. of me that I won't be able to deliver Uh and that didn't sit that was scary yeah but at the same time like the highs after the event are just so worth it yeah I used to be in events really random I used to do Christmas grottos oh my god it's it's that adrenaline rush isn't it of like 10 minutes before any form of event starts you've organised you're like no one's going to turn up Mm. it's just going to be me Yeah. and then you blink and it's after the event and you cannot remember a thing and you're like I guess that happened yeah oh my gosh hugely like it's just and I think yeah that couldn't be more true like the setup in the day is just basically one big sweat vest because you're carrying loads of them boxes and stuff and panicking and then yeah just the actual the minute someone walks through the door it's just a blur yeah I, I should probably like yeah try and take it in a bit more <laughs> well they have people help you so that you're like can step back a bit but yeah I guess we'll we, yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I have no like good point there it's just like interesting <laughs> so obviously you came from a background of like corporate events mm. and organizing events like large-scale corporate events what was there anything that surprised you in organising such a different style of event? I think for me it was just the fact that I was doing it all on my own now. So yeah. it's kind of, I was kind of making sure that I stayed on top of the interviews. Um, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but because they're like hour and a half chats, 
my Sunday night post takes about two and a half days to put together. So it's kind of making sure I allocated that time. This is what I, I, I posted the other day about not, what's that phrase about working smart and work hard? Smart, hard? Yeah, I'm like, I can't work smart. I'm like the opposite. I'm, right now I'm just working stupidly. For, okay. So I'm trying to work that out at the moment. I mean, like, I think a bit everyone of has that. Process, process of like yeah. realising that we're yeah. working 12 hour days yeah, yeah. it's just so silly we all go through it yeah I know it's just, honestly like you, when you speak to people that have come out the other side I'm always like oh I need to get to that point um, but no I think for me it was the hardest thing was even though my old events were bigger um, and part of the role as a producer was that you project manage, manager as well so I'd keep on top of how the sales guys were doing how the marketing how the ops all of that was coming together and my responsibility was like the research yeah. and getting the speakers on board um and before I would kind of say for sponsorship for instance I would say these are the brands that would go well with our conference boys go off and sell it and so okay. for now for me it was kind of keeping on top of all of the she can she did stuff I've got other plans going on that I'm trying to work on yeah and then doing all of the event stuff and going and getting those brands on board yeah. and marketing it and the ops like I never had to think about logistics for you know uh-huh. the venue and, and drinks and all of that kind of stuff mm. and it's just wearing all those hats but yeah. I mean to be fair I love the, the event stuff I mean it, mm. it was that was um, a curveball that, that I really enjoyed that then and how nice that you can combine what you did before and what you're obviously really good at with what you're really passionate about yeah, yeah bring definitely. those two together oh my gosh honestly like I hope no one from work um <laughs> listens to this but like I in terms of topics I much mm. prefer what the um we talk about the mingles 100% yeah, makes compared to like fun. trading and stuff <laughs> <laughs> you're like why am I here? this yeah, is really it's not my but I think <laughs> when you can see the end impact of something you're yeah. doing it makes it a lot more joyful doesn't it yeah definitely when you can see the women that it's helping and serving yeah yeah, yeah. makes a difference 100% you must find that as well yeah it's just funny I totally went through the same process that you're probably gonna go through in terms of like working super super hard but realizing that you're kind of just running on the spot Mm. and well not on the spot but like you're you're I always have that analogy of like a duck where like you look really peaceful oh, on top and so like underneath true. your legs are like just My going legs crazy. are going like, but I, unlike a duck, I don't look peaceful on top. I literally look haggard. <laughs> so but, like, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's funny when you you meet people at every single stage and I don't think mm. it is, no one, there's no cookie cutter of everyone does it the same way. Absolutely. But it's... I feel like yeah. that I touch, going back to the imposter syndrome thing, it's not really this, the same, but I think what I do struggle with is I think that sometimes the expectations of what people expect of she can she did mm-hmm. I'm kind of I have to keep reminding myself no fear it's just you at the moment like you cannot do everything and yeah. I think that it's even this morning I had a message from a like a women's mentoring thing right. and they were like we love what you're doing ladies keep up the good work and I replied and I was like it's just me like and they were like, oh we should collaborate like it's good to me kind of thing yeah but it's that kind of I, I think that yeah, yeah. I can't do everything, and it's just making sure that I just pace myself. Yeah, a bit. and it's like what you said before, isn't it? Realizing that you wear every hat. Yeah. I think something that you probably. I don't think when you make the transition from corporate. I don't mean you. I mean in general, from corporate to freelance. I think sometimes it's so exciting that you forget to stop and really like net savor what you enjoyed about your job and I think yeah, one of the yeah, things that's yeah. brilliant about corporate is that there's always people above beside and below you oh, so if you ever need someone to chat to or you can delegate or yeah. you can ask questions whereas when you're on your own it's like 
just me. If yeah. there's a problem, I've got to fix it. Absolutely. If there's a job to be done, I've got to do it. Yeah, and I think when it goes right, that feeling is the best feeling yeah, ever. Because you're like, I'm yeah, really like, oh my god, I nailed it. <laughs> but like when it's when yeah, like you said, when you're having a low day or something does go wrong, it's just yeah, it can be really scary. Don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sit well all the time. Would you have any pieces of advice for people that are looking to start some form of events? Events. Yeah. Um, With small small business kind of focused events yeah um what would my advice be do you want more specific questions i can do we can go through a couple of yeah go, go deep go okay what, i'll start with the big question i'm sure people wouldn't probably be nervous to find out about yeah. sponsorships sponsorship i think know who your audience are and then work out what brands align with that audience mm-hmm. simple if you've got the right people in the room the brands will follow. Don't like, be afraid to reach out. Massively, like, and it, to be fair, I think my January, I was spent, before I launched the Midweek Mingles, I wanted to do a huge conference style event, like a big She Can, She Did Live, and I still do one day, but I met big, big companies and sat down with them, um, and they basically said, love the idea fee, but you haven't proved that you can get one bum on a seat first. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh yeah I don't have that publication backing me anymore like and it's kind of this is the like brand like and I've got to prove that first so you had to really believe in yourself I bet because these brands are asking why yeah massively and it's kind of yeah and it's and then that's it and I feel more confident going back to them now and kind of saying well I have I've proved that I can get bums on seats so I meant what I said in January but I think that it's Mm -hmm. that kind of remember that they want to see it working as well mm-hmm. like I think that for I'm, I'm on about the big corporate um, brands they won't just jump they need some proof yeah it's easier to partner with smaller startup style things I yeah. think because then it's the mutual beneficialness that's not a phrase is obviously really equal in that, that phrase add <laughs> <laughs> to the dictionary yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely I think that um, yeah it's don't be afraid to reach out to the big ones but make sure you know why you're reaching out to them. Don't mm. waste their time. What their value is. I yeah, guess it's yeah. the same when, a bit random, but when influencers are talking about the brands they work with, exactly. you don't pitch oh it in the God. way of what can I get for free, you pitch yeah. it in the way of here's the value I can add to your brand Hugely. and your Hugely. And in the same way that when, I don't know about you, but if I see an influencer uh, promote something where it just is the worst fit for them yeah I'm always like yeah no love like that yeah, you can you see, just see yeah you, and you it's so transparent it's just like yeah you've got a quick check like mm-hmm. good for you and I mean that in the nicest way it's just kind of yeah. stick to what what like not what um no it's the wrong way of saying it but like stick to the brands that you yeah. genuinely care about and I think you know when a, a fit for your brand feels uncomfortable because yeah. you, you feel you have that moment of like oh do I don't I like it's li- you have to be so confident when you work by yourself because there's no one else there to yeah, stand up yeah. for you hugely so it's I guess it's like knowing your worth and knowing your brand as well my belly's rumbling throughout all of this sorry guys if it picks up <laughs> I feel like trying to silently blow my nose yeah. don't cry you're right there at that's the podcast <laughs> bit of a mess um, I'm just trying to think what the other parts of organising small business type of this I think as well but like it's not uh, it's, it's manual like as in yeah. um, you, it's all glamorous on the evening but um yeah, it's set up, and I think that you've kind of got to be really, really switched on to everything going on in the room as well. It sounds really silly, but like I knew at my last event, I was like, oh, I, I, I couldn't find um, the sound guy. 
and the mics were just messing up and it was kind of that decision where like do I keep going with the crappy mic yeah. or do I just scrap the mics and we speak a bit louder yeah. and it's, it's that kind of stuff and it's just yeah. making sure that you're just aware of what's going on and, yeah yeah. how do you find because for people that don't know at the midweek mingle you have four is it four every yeah, time yeah I had five at the first one but okay. I think that it was yeah four works best so you have four entrepreneurs small business owners big business owners yeah all different women. all different levels um how do you, what's the process of picking and reaching out to those people? Girls that inspire me, that I think are doing a good job, and that I think have something interesting to add, different dynamics. So for instance, um, at the last event, I'd interviewed one of them, so I already knew that she was going to okay. be, like her story was, like, and she's funny, so that was yeah. a good one. Um, another one was an influencer which I love that you had in there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like sometimes they're missed as people that are self-employed because we think they're in this other sphere. But oh my gosh, hugely. And I think they get so much stick when actually, I think an influencer is the perfect, like I'm on about uh, a good influencer because I know yeah. that there's that term can be thrown around. Yeah. But, you know, she, um, I think, is a, such a good example because to become that level, she would have had to nail her marketing, she would have had to mm. nail her sponsorship, her accounts. It's such yeah. a good example of exactly a self-employed. Yeah, do. definitely. And like, I just don't think they get enough stick, whereas actually yeah. they work ridiculously hard. Yeah. So that I really wanted to prove a point with that, and I asked her a question about that at the event just to get get it out there. Um, and then others that have kind of launched brands, you know, um, have gone down the wholesale route and all of that kind of stuff. They're they're all different mm. levels different industries rather than theme it I have thought about theming um later down the line but right now it's just a kind of how you launched and all the challenges people don't know about and all of that kind of stuff along the way yeah and it reminded me a bit of the kind of questions I do in my podcast interviews usually in terms of like what did you not expect yeah, about yeah. becoming self-employed and kind of encouraging people to talk about the slightly less rosy moments. Yeah, oh, that's why I launched this because I was getting so fed up of the highlight reels. So it's kind of, no, let's actually scrap that. And because I normally um, chat to them over coffee and, and biscuits, we normally sit down for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. and you get so much out of that. Yeah. So that it's like everyone relaxes within five minutes and then it's just a kind yeah. of therapy session. So... Yeah, Which just kind really of nice. uncover all of the mm. the dodgy bits. <laughs> and without assuming, because I know it frustrates me when people say this about my job, but like your job does sound fantastic. Like you're spending, obviously there's a lot of behind the scenes that go into it, but to be able to just be reaching out to these people that inspire you yeah. and just saying, hey, I'd love to give you a platform, I'd love to chat to you, and then you go and sit down with that person. Like, yeah. That just sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been such a crazy... My belly's about to rumble again. I'm so sorry. I literally can't hear it. Maybe <laughs> honestly, I've lost my hearing as well as my um, Yeah, no. No, it's been such an amazing, like, ten months, um, or whatever it's been now, ten, ten and a half, I don't know. Um, and for that reason, I've met so many incredible girls, and I've gone on such a weird little journey with them, and they've helped me out, I've helped them out, and it's just kind of... I don't know zigzagged my way through it and made it up as I go along um but obviously I think again it goes back to that feeling of sometimes I think the expectation there is bigger it's kind of taken I don't don't know I can't explain it very well but I sometimes feel like people think it's bigger than it is Mm. and actually you know like I said it's just sometimes me slogging with the laptop and then there's days where I'm reaching out to brands and have to go and meet 
them and don't hear from them and yeah. it's just that the reality is yeah. that I'm trying to build it into something and that's hard yeah like, especially when you're the pure driving force behind it because you you sit down and realize if no one organizes this event it's not gonna happen yeah there's no one there to be like Hugely. feed you this or yeah do you need help with this or and silly things like um after my last event people were asking when the next one is and I finally got like a date for it now so I'm back on a roll but like there was a, a, a period where I had to kind of um do things a bit differently to the first and second event and it's that kind of I don't want to upset people and it sounds so silly because in the grand scheme of things they don't give a shit oh sorry You're nice. but, <laughs> um, but they yeah they, like they don't genuinely it doesn't impact them if I say oh it's going to be another few weeks wait girls yeah but like it's just that I'd much rather just be like oh it's yeah. this date put it in your diary yeah. you know and it's just that kind of yeah. quick like people and I don't know yeah. I put pre- I, I've always since I was a kid put pressure on myself yeah. to kind of do a good job so and I guess maybe now that I mean they sell out super quick your tickets so it's almost like it, some people might see that as like oh that's the dream like you can put an event in there and people are buy it but then there comes that fear with it of like Ex- people are now expecting something yeah definitely and people are they're so keen because yeah. they know what they want from it and I yeah. guess there's a two sides to the coin it's good not to glamorise events that sell out really quick and are popular because there's another side to that which is pressure on your end yeah absolutely and obviously I do you know what it's so funny you said that because one of my second or third interviews with a lovely girl called Lucy Coleman um who's the founder of Postcards Home and we're still really good friends now and I remember it was only like yeah probably two weeks after I launched um She Can She Did went to meet her in King's Cross and the night before I had kind of just had this big crying fit with my partner being like oh my god I'm such an idiot for doing this like this is literally two weeks in so I have absolutely nothing to prove and um I it really hit me and I was like oh my god what am I doing like why why have I done this and then I went to meet her the next morning and I always ask the girls about their favorite quotes and hers was pressure is a privilege and it kind of oh, comes and it, yeah it really stuck with me and it's I'm so glad I met her then because it always sticks with me and I would much rather that the events obviously sell out like it's yeah, such a nice position to be in and I'm so glad the girls like it but obviously it is it, mm. it comes with that expectation and that's where that imposter like oh yeah. shit what am I doing like can I do this <laughs> but at the same time like any job if you enjoy it comes with a, a pressure like yeah. it's just you know the my old events that was uh, like a a different kind of pressure but like yeah. you just deal with it don't you yeah it just comes with it it's like there's two sides to everything isn't there there's yeah. the side which we sometimes usually see which is the niceness of it but i think it's just as important to celebrate and like positively talk about the negatives as well because like you said often you learn through the negative or the yeah. negative when you when you're when there's pressure on you actually sometimes what comes out of that is better than if you're just left to on your own yeah absolutely and like i always think it's so funny because you see all those like funny quotes about and they're really intense quotes about like like those dark moments and how they always teach us something but it's so true but the reality is when those bad days happen they are really shit like there's yes. no hiding around that like you can read all the motivational quotes in the world but if you're having a bad day that's that's yeah. it and sometimes you look at them and you're like oh yeah whatever like yeah um, that's great yeah <laughs> however in hindsight they genuinely do teach you something yeah so it's like that january like january for me i remember getting to the end of january and obviously it's a new year and you have this and i was like shit like this is going to be a whole year of me on my own in this yeah. and it was like this big clean slate 
and then I'd gone and booked those meetings in with the big dogs thinking oh I'm going to host this big event and earn all this money from them sponsoring it and all of this yeah and then obviously they said go prove yourself and you're like oh my god like I'm back to square one I've got I've just wasted all that time traveling around meeting them and money and and I've got nowhere from it Mm. but that's then forced me to kind of start small yeah. And the midweek minkers are a result of that. And now I can yeah. look back and be like, I'm so glad they told me to start small. Yeah. And, it's and you've just... got a really loyal tribe now, haven't you? And people that are so excited about the events and come to them. Yeah, I don't so, know, hopefully. <laughs> it seems to be that way. I was one of those really annoying people that texts you the week before, like, can I get a ticket, please? Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate those people when I was in events, but people seem to be really excited to get them. Yeah, which is really good. Cool. I had one girl, like, I absolutely adore her. She came down from Birmingham from it, and I announced on my Instagram, so I never go on Instagram stories, like, I'm just because of the list, it just comes out to play. And I really notice it when I'm on the stories. But I'd um, said that afternoon that they were going live at 7 pm on the Sunday, and literally, I put the link on my Instagram before I announced it with the actual image. Yeah. And I had an email at 7 o'clock from Eventbrite and she bought a ticket and I was like, oh my god, I love you. Is that you. Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, immediately. She's love. so lovely. I, I recorded an episode her. with her yeah. last week or something. She's like the nicest person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I literally saw it come through and I was like, oh my god, you are such a babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so good. When <laughs> you set an alarm on your phone, that's knowing you really, you know, yeah. how you know you really want to get something. Yeah, Because yeah. you're like, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> and it's, it's really exciting as well to hear about what you feel like's next in terms of talking about you know like she can she live. Yeah, so obviously I want the I want the um, events to build up to something um, bigger, and that's where I think just because of um, again it goes back to that thing about meeting in person. I think there's so many brands that want to get in front of uh, you know young yeah. female entrepreneurs so that. And you get so much more when you meet them in person. So, like, the idea with a bigger event is that then you can have all of those brands there to meet everyone. And it's like you have the exhibition space and you have all the different yeah. rooms going on, like all the different hubs. And just have, a, like, a really fun, jam-packed day. Mm. And the girls can kind of create their own itinerary for it, um, all the different options. So that's obviously ticking away in my head. Um, and what else? I'd like to do an awards. Um, but I've also had an idea in the past two weeks that I won't like go into too much detail about but like I'm because I've um spoken to some of the girls that've raised investment before I'd always thought oh my gosh you know that would be such a scary process rah, rah, yeah. rah, rah. but actually I always if any of the girls have gone down the VC route I've always asked them to kind of break it down in layman's terms so it doesn't sound as scary because yeah. I completely get that all the jargon is just a joke like come yeah. on like let's just like, You're like, tell me how you actually got that much money. It. <laughs> it's just so silly. And like everyone comes up with all these fancy terms and actually when you break that down, it's not as scary as those big words make it out to be. Um, so they've kind of given me the confidence that actually if I just do the homework, I can go down that route. So I'm, um, fingers crossed, going to just see what I can do and go and do some scary pitching for this idea that's taking away <laughs> that's so exciting I always find pitching like it either makes you or breaks you in the sense of like it really tests whether you love what you do and are passionate about it yeah because these people stood there like tell us why it's worthwhile and you're like okay, hugely I guess I have to believe in myself yeah now. definitely like, and like that's what the girls have said like they at the end of the day yeah you know your numbers rah, 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 better than anyone 
but at the end of the day the investors want to know they can trust you yeah. and like whether you care enough to make it a reality um, and I think that I've got that bit down <laughs> so it's kind of for me it's the numbers and all of that stuff that I've got to really work on mm. um, but I don't know we'll just see what happens it's just, it goes back to that like wearing all the hats and stuff so. yeah and realising that like there's I'm, it's kind of a buzz phrase isn't it but working in and on your business like oh I my guess God. Yeah. working in you in for you is yeah. the interviews and the yeah. event management but working on is long term massively like, what's the strategy where am I going to be in five years yeah hugely and it's switching between those two hats is the hardest massively. because you're thinking long term and then an email comes through and you're like Absolutely. but that's short term and yeah, it's like yeah. it's really hard to dedicate your focus isn't it yeah definitely and it kind of goes back to like yeah I've got to kind of every every day of the week is now kind of structured but then sometimes I'm like working on an interview and I'm like oh my god I need to do xyz and I just I don't know (laughs) it's good to know we all have that though oh hugely and that's the thing all of the interviews confirm that for me so they're like I said they're all like therapy because I just they just reassure me that it's okay like I can just keep doing it plus like you know what I think is a bad day some of what the girls have gone through bloody hell like and that's again another thing that keeps me going because I'm like oh shut up Fee like if they've gone through that and they're where they are now you can deal with this dodgy day like do you know I really got that moment at your last midweek mingle when what's the lady from Pippa Nuts Pippa yeah (laughs) what's the lady from Pippa Nuts probably Pippa it's when she was talking about when Brexit happened and the huge impact that had and I was like here I am moaning about like this tiny thing and like Massive. these businesses are going through like crazy financial struggles. I was like, yeah. it puts it in perspective. Absolutely. <laughs> and you always think that like the big businesses and, it, and I always get asked about um, comparison and like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm not as big as so-and-so. And I kind of think, do you know what? They, they, they deserve to be there yeah. because like when you get to that point in a business and you've grown it to get that successful to the point where you're looking at them envying them yeah. they're going through so much on a day-to-day basis uh-huh. and they're like juggling so many different things yeah. and I remember at my first event um, Olivia Wallenberg of Olivia's Kitchen she was like I feel like I'm fighting fires every single day but you just learn to deal with it like yeah. it's just a kind of she gets up every morning I mean she's really good on her Insta stories so you can see how crazy manic her day is and but she now knows that she's been in it long enough to know that when she wakes up she's got a day where something's probably going to challenge her that day but it's fine because she's got through worse yeah and if it's going to be the bad day it's fine because she's got through so much now that Mm. it's worth carrying on and it's just that reality and I just think like that all of those girls deserve their success they've worked yeah. so bloody hard for it it's that idea isn't it of community over competition yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. like oh, everyone's just... where they are because that's where they should be yeah definitely and there's also enough for it like it's a big big world yeah, there's there's space for everyone yeah. which is why I love the idea of you doing this honestly that goes back to you'd think I would have avoided the S's <laughs> with my list but there I am like mm, she can't <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that's um, such a rookie error. But that's such a nice do of doing those lives because I think sometimes when we think of small business, we think small celebrations, small events, small stuff. Oh my god, but like mm. I love this idea of just having this huge place with thousands of small business owners yeah. like, in one, yeah, because yeah. it's like that experience you often get at corporate events, but it's small business owners, yeah. And I just think that sometimes it's kind of, um. I remember, to be fair, when I thought at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to feel like get 50 girls in the room. But actually, like, 
I, the thing is with the mingles is I'm very aware that I don't want them to get too big so because it takes away that kind of evening like reception but at the same time I was really determined that if I was going to do an event yeah. I was going to go all out on it like yeah. as in if it was going to be just a couple of hours in the evening it would be yeah. a really really good couple of hours yeah. in the evening and it's just that you don't have to limit yourself just because mm-hmm. you know because it's going to be a smaller event doesn't mean it has to be like any less yeah, I just said. Fun. <laughs> it's the impact, isn't it? It's yeah. how people leave. And, like, it's, it's it's almost like events are just, you're just facilitating a space for people to connect yeah, and for yeah, people definitely. to grow. For, and I think never underestimate the impact that that has as well. Yeah. I think sometimes it's easy to think, um, you know, you're just, you just make it, it happen and everyone turns up and then they meet and it's all down to them. But actually, you're creating a space for that to happen. Yeah. And that's where that impact happens. So, well done. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening in on my conversation with V. Um, if you want to get connected with She Can, She Did and all that Fee's putting out through that platform, I seriously couldn't recommend doing that enough. Um, you can head over to the show notes, which you'll find at www.alicebenham.co.uk forward slash fee so just forward slash fi um, where you can get connected with all that there is to do as she can she did i would recommend jumping onto the website if you've got a few hours free have a binge read of all of the weekly interviews fee has sat down with some seriously inspiring women and entrepreneurs and business owners in a whole host of different industries and formats so i'd really suggest jumping over there and having a read a few of those interviews because they're super inspiring interesting they always make me laugh Um, and that's a great space to really be served by all that fear is putting out into the world Um, and the other thing I'd recommend is getting connected with her Instagram not only is it a great place just to keep connected with all that she can she did is up to but it's also a great space to hear about upcoming events the next midweek mingle is sold out but I would totally suggest keeping an eye on her Instagram so that you can be in the know about any future events because like I said in this episode there's gin there's great goodie bags, you get to mingle with women who get it, and you get to hear some inspiring talks from a whole host of different business owners and entrepreneurs. I mean, what's not to love? That's like all my favorite things in one. So yes, get connected with the Instagram, make sure you follow, make sure you're on that website, having a look at those different interviews on there. Um, And there we have it. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed hearing more about Fee's story and kind of what she's learned along the way. I would really love to know what you thought of today's episode. So please do be encouraged to either leave a review over on iTunes or send me a message over on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. But anyway, that's it. Until next week. I hope you have a fantastic week and thank you for listening.